0: Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians, You Do Not Want to Miss It. Just don't forget to put code ABIDINGFREE for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at ChasingSacred.com.
1: Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom— freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has
0: set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between, because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Welcome back to the Abiding Free Podcast. Today, we are here, Kristen and Shannon, and we are excited to talk to you about an interesting and timely question. Something, yeah. <laughs> right? We're, we're something we're hearing almost yes. every day, everywhere we look. Um, well, we're hearing one part of it. But what we want to talk about today is what is biblical womanhood, right? First, we'll address kind of that more cultural question briefly, um, and then dive into some truths that can encourage us and in our doubts in our struggles about what biblical womanhood looks like.
1: Yeah, right. Yes. And yeah, that's the question, right? You know, this is probably a familiar topic. And yet because of some of these more gender distortions in our culture, it is more important than ever that we look to the Bible and also discuss what the Bible has to say about this topic. Because if a wor- if the world is talking about something so much, the church needs to talk about it. We need to bring God's truth into this topic. Yeah, 15 years ago, we may have just simply talked through the nuances and details of biblical womanhood, but today, right, we need to even start with what is a woman in general. And we know this is a sensitive and abrasive topic in our culture right now, but we hope to walk into this today with grace, truth, compassion, knowing that there are so many feelings about this, so many struggling with how to handle this topic and approach it with others. Some who are listening, who have loved ones that are wrestling with gender distortions themselves and don't know what to do. And ultimately, you know, this podcast is more about biblical womanhood. What does the Bible say about being a woman? Not necessarily the genetic and biological factors involved with making a woman, but we find it is so crucial today to at least briefly address what is a woman. Because the Bible bases its differences upon the fact that God has made them male and female. And it's so cool because I'm studying Genesis right now. And, you know, just it's always so good. We got to go back to the beginning and what God says. The definition of womanhood is in just a secular dictionary. We thought this was so interesting. Is the qualities considered to be natural or characteristic of a woman? That's a secular dictionary, you guys. I just, wow. I, I would guess that that definition, definition will be taken out soon or, and changed. But that word natural, isn't that so interesting? Well, is based on the, it's based on the natural order that God has made.
0: It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's sad when it turns to something that's not because it's so beautiful that God created this natural order and he chose us. Um, you know, something on my heart, in my heart, though, just hurts for, for these people, for our culture, for our youth um, who are being told something different yeah. uh, than what God has designed without being given an answer for what they're being told they can be.
1: Right. You know like like for yeah. example
0: like you know if if I want to be a, a singer it's because I know what singers do. Yeah. Right? Or if I want to be a teacher it's because I know what teachers do. You know but for example um, if if someone's talking to a a young man and and being told that he could be something different but he's not being told what a woman is. Interesting. Right. And yeah. that just seems so
1: yeah. confusing. Wow. I've never thought about that. Right. You know, it's
0: just, um, you know, we're talking about people, all of us, you know, before Christ who are searching for answers and yeah. searching for a- affirmation, searching for purpose. And that just seems so confusing and chaotic Um, and just would give me anxiety. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just not having even that clarity. Right. Um, and, and it just it just hurts my heart, to be honest. And and even looking at kind of a more uh, broader uh, view of this, I can honestly sympathize with that initial feeling, you know, of wondering like, who am I yeah. right in general? Like, who am I? What is my purpose? I mean, honestly, even as solid believers and followers of Jesus on on days, I can struggle with that. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I've, I heard this pastor talking um, and I just loved it. I think it's a good reminder as we have this conversation. The church isn't a courtroom. It's a hospital mm, right Wow it's a hospital where all of us yeah. as believers and non-believers can mm-hmm. go to meet the great physician to get answers you know it's it's the Word of God it is God himself the person of Jesus that has the answers that is the answers um, and it's to him and to the church that we're supposed to bring our confusion yeah. our doubts our fears. Yes. You know, and I don't know about you, honestly. Um, I was I was laughing because today is actually a pretty good day. But but but, (laughs) like moment by moment this morning, I should say um, an hour ago. (laughs) But but, you know, just recently in the last couple of weeks, I found myself discouraged, Um, you know, as men and women, but we're women. So we'll talk about that. Like many of our days just get so full. Uh, I'm, we're moms and, and for, for other moms out there with young kids, you know, I mean, it's making breakfast. There's so many mouths to feed, you know, there's, there's fights to, to stop. They I mean just, it's so tiring dealing with sin and other people's sin hearing about, you know, the, the same thing over and over. And it's like your kids talking, you're like, okay, what's the balance between caring what they're saying and, and kind of coddling them and making it too much about themselves. You know, there's like all these decisions, pick cleaning, you know, uh, reaching out to those God has called us to that have needs, laundry, errands. I mean, there is just so much. And even just trying to process the chaos in the world around us and just constantly being bombarded with the tendency or the temptation to compare ourselves, oh, right?
1: That's tough. And, yeah. and if
0: we take our eyes off Jesus for even a moment, you know, it's overwhelming and can feel like, what is my purpose? Who am I? Yeah.
1: And I can't help but think of how our culture is playing into all this, you know, how it's it's getting even more intense. Yeah. Than, you know, when our moms were our age. Really. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. And some days, you know, in the moment, our hearts almost can say, God, am I enough? Am I adding up? Am I really living the life you called me to live? What am I doing? I think, you know, to find the, the answers to these questions, we have to dive into God's word, right? Because sometimes, honestly, even other Christian leaders or friends can give us the wrong answers or the or the right answers, you know, wrongly applied. Yeah, yeah that's a really good <laughs> so, point. So, you know, and we'd always say this here at Abiding Free, like whatever we say, we hope that you guys are, you know, seeing how does it align with scripture? And, you know, we found a really cool article on Focus on the Family by Erin Smalley, who's who's really wonderful. And she says that being a woman of God is less about what we do and more about who God says we are and how that translates into our behavior. Oh, I love that. Um, I really love that. You know, it's
0: And I wouldn't say this probably out loud, but practically in my thoughts on a day-to-day basis, it's hard sometimes to not define the success of my day by what I've done that day. You know what I mean? Like on what I've accomplished versus just the constant Solid truth of who I am.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: You know, it made me, it made me think. Um, I don't think I had told you this story before, but, um, my daughter, this was a long time ago and we were in an old used bookstore and we were looking for books and she was having a hard day, a hard couple days actually at that time and attitude problems and she couldn't get something that she wanted and she just threw a fit. And because I can't lift her because of my connective tissue issues, I just have to kind of sit and wait it out. And so she's sitting there in the corner crying, throwing her fit. And it was just so crazy. She looks at me and she says, I'll never be good enough for God.
1: Oh, I know. And I was yeah. like, where did that You'd, come from? from? I mean, I know you. That's I, not, I know. Yeah, that's not you. I've never, you know, that's it's not from you. It's not. It's yeah. Not thanks the, friend.
0: Yeah. Because I was just like, where did that come from? But wow. then you know what? It hit me, you know, like it's, there's two, there's two sides to that because yeah. on one side, Right? It's true. It's true. That's true. It's like that's wow. the gospel. Yeah. You know, and so on one side, I'm like, you know what, wow. sweetie?
1: Like you're right. Maybe it maybe it was more gospel That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yes. I was hoping, then I
0: was like, maybe just, it was the Holy Spirit and yeah. it just came out right. that way. Right. You know, I'm like, you're right. Like you'll never be good enough. Like wow. you are a sinner. Wow. You know, and but you know what's amazing is that even though none of us can be perfect like Jesus, nothing that you do changes who who you are to him. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was just like, beautiful. so it's like this, this, this reality of recognizing your sin. And until you fall into the arms of a savior and, and start to follow Jesus, you are in this place of just like this ickiness, wow, right. Of never being right? enough. But once you do that, it's like, no, now you are chosen. Like you are a daughter of God and you are beautiful. Yeah, Right. Oh, that's, You know, so good. You, you know, and it's just like, Jesus's blood has covered that you're enough. And I don't know what that just, that just, remembering that reminded me of this conversation because, um, like Kristen said, like we have to go to the word of God for these answers. Right. And, and I think there's so many different passages that talk about womanhood and who we are as women. And I'm sure we'll get into those more in different episodes, different seasons. But today, just as we are having this first conversation, we want to dive into probably the most popular passage about biblical womanhood.
1: I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with motivation to get into God's Word, and I love adding some aesthetic beauty and note-taking to my Bible study with the Mr. Pen Selah Bible Journaling Kit. This classy and beautiful kit comes with everything you need to add some fun and color to your study. This set comes with Bible tabs, highlighters and pens, stickers with a modern script font, gold cross paper clips, transparent sticky notes, and a lovely cream and gold supplies pouch to hold it all together. And today you can get a discount on the Selah Bible Journaling Collection on Amazon with the discount code SELAHKIT24. Use SELAHKIT24 on Amazon for a discount today. Right. And that's Proverbs 31, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which we laugh because it's kind of loaded because you know there's been a lot of misinterpretation misapplication of this passage and so and we're going to talk about that okay so um let's start by talking about what biblical womanhood is not according to proverbs 31 basically things that we can learn from this passage that teach us about You know, a biblical woman. And, um, you know, take note that throughout this episode, we're going to be talking about things Erin Smalley wrote in her article titled, What Scripture Taught Me About Womanhood. And we, of course, we will link that in the show notes. So um if we look at the Proverbs 31 woman and you know again we're trusting that you guys can go back and look at this passage in more detail and read it read it through but it's it is a familiar passage but one of the things we learn is that she wasn't a woman who worked strictly in her home with her children. Now that's not to say the opposite's not true right that a biblical woman could be a woman who works, you know, in her home with her children, but the passage shows us that it's not necessarily only a woman who, you know, works strictly in her home with children. She she worked outside the home. Um, she isn't afraid because she fears the Lord, so she's not a a fearful woman. Now, again, Shannon and I would tell you both we struggle with fear, but but she's not a constantly fearful woman because instead she fears the Lord. That's the climax of the passage. She isn't ultimately finding her worth in her physical beauty, although she also isn't wearing smocks. (laughs) (laughs) but, um, But purple linen and purple linen at the time was this, you know, symbol of like, just almost like royalty, like yeah. a beautiful royalty. Um, She wasn't weak or idle. She didn't refrain from mar- making her mark on the world. And she's not a one size fits all. And that's off- been a frequent interpretation yeah. of this passage. Yeah. And um, we love that, that it really gives room for a variety of types of women.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think even to your first point that you made, that's interesting about like when we think, when you say a works doesn't work strictly in her home, like we think, oh, there's a job somewhere else. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's it's just even that, it's just all we we don't see anything definitive. It's simply just this not one size fits all where she is working with her family and caring for her children but has yeah. these other you could call them hobbies you could call them work you could yeah. call it ministry you could call it whatever it is but it's just interesting because we see this in this example these different gifts that yes. women have able to be used if that yeah. makes sense okay so now let's dive into what biblical womanhood is i just want to read it's a kind of large chunk but it's just you know it's just the word of god so yeah um uh thir-
1: verses 13 <laughs> to 25 it is the word of god <laughs> we like it <laughs> I love how you said that. Thank you. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. So we're going to read it. (laughs) All right.
0: She seeks wool and flax and works with her hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. Mm -hmm. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff staff and her hands hold the spindle she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy she's not afraid of snow for her household for all her Mm. household are clothed in scarlet I love that part she makes her bed coverings for herself her clothing is fine linen and purple her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land she makes linen garments and sells them she delivers sashes to the merchants strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come
1: Mm. I love that I love that she opens
0: her mouth to wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue that's convicting nope
1: (laughs) Yep.
0: <laughs> she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. He praises her. Many women have done excellent. Excellently. You surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I mean, this is truly amazing, right? It's really inspiring. And it, it yeah. on one hand, it's just, uh, thank you, Lord, for these amazing words. It's, yes. it's, for me personally, it's encouraging. Um, and I think for everyone, it would hit them different again. Yes. For me, I'm like, wow, it, it's okay that I'm gold-driven. Like, it's okay. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it's just, it's just, <sighs> yeah. uh, it's affirming of who God made me to be. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, reading this, um, you know, it can give me a little bit of anxiety.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just a few things, um, I'd love to add to just for our hearts is um, again some of this is from Lisa Turkhurst to runs Proverbs 31 uh, ministries but again I, I said this earlier but the heart of this chapter is celebration not condemnation and what's interesting about this is this passage was actually written to a man if you look at the beginning of Proverbs 31 it's I believe it's a it's a mother to her son about things to look for in a woman and you know Proverbs 31 was not written to instruct women how to measure. measure. Measure up. And I've even heard that this passage could be. not, um, it's not showing one woman. It's actually showing a variety of characteristics mm. across a variety of women. Mm. So this isn't, you know, telling us that there is a perfect woman. There was a perfect woman yeah. on there and we don't measure up, but yeah, just some, some context for that. But I love what Smalley says. She, she says for years, I wanted to avoid the passage of scripture because this woman's description made me feel that to emulate her, I would no longer be sleeping, <laughs> eating, or even opening my mouth and speaking. And so again, that's why we wanted to <laughs> to bring some context and you know um it's it's not to feel like a failure. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, there's this book I want to plug too. We, um I haven't read it but I've
0: seen excerpts of it. Um it's called Kingdom Woman by Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans and Crystal Evans. Um yeah, they'd be fun to get on the podcast, yeah, that right? would be awesome. That would be. Um, are you they, out there? Are you hey, listening. Dr. No, Tony.
1: I'm <laughs> sure he's listening to this podcast. <laughs>
0: Um, they point out some qualities pointed out in biblical womanhood um, in a biblical woman. And I just, again, I just think it's the beautiful, she's strong, she's intelligent, Mm -hmm. capable, giving, resourceful, efficient, and spiritually minded. Um, And again, that can look different in different personalities, but they're just beautiful qualities. And in order to avoid feeling overwhelmed and discouraged by this list, um, let's realize that all these qualities are, don't have to be fulfilled simultaneously. So not only could, like you were saying, it be talking about different people, there's also this reality of time that we live in, right? Yeah. And much of what is noted about this woman is what we are growing into as we become more like Christ. And so, yeah, let's just kind of try to break it down to a more practical way today. Mm. Um, Smalley breaks it down, breaks down the passage by pointing out six things that the Proverbs 31 woman did. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, she honored and respected her husband. Uh, Two, she fed and clothed her family with the healthiest and finest that she could afford. Mm. You know, and I think this is beautiful, making this a priority, you know, not an afterthought as a mother, right? Right. It's convicting and, and something to practically consider as we look to our budgets and to time management. Yeah, so uh, I yeah, that.
1: I liked that. Yeah, I love that she invested the use of her skills in a personal business. So this is a portrait of a businesswoman. Again, a quality that could be, of, yeah. you know, a biblical woman. She, you know, used wisdom in that, and uh, she spoke wisely and kindly to others. And we can look at other passages of scripture to know that that is a, a character quality of a believer. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that one yeah. would be one that we all should yes <laughs> should emulate. So yeah,
0: yeah. and I. I love um how she dressed herself attractively right and, and it says charm is deceitful and beauty mm. is fleeting her hope and purpose were not in her physical beauty um but she presented herself well she yeah. you know it wasn't and again it's this whole idea it's not an extreme right yeah. of, of one side to another but she dressed herself in fine purple and linens like you said uh, that signify royalty which is seeing herself as god sees her So good. Um, You know, she helped the poor. I love verses 8 and 9, 31, through 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And so I love how she kind of exemplified that. Um, something about that list simplified it for me, I guess. Kind of those things that we just mm-hmm. listed. It kind of took away some of that uh, kind of anxiety of or feeling like I wasn't measuring up when I read this passage and some of the confusion about what the expectations are, and just kind of for me simplified it. Like, wow, no, these are excellent qualities yeah. that are inspiring, are encouraging, and that the Holy Spirit can empower us to grow into um, as women of God. You know, and, and as a result of a better understanding of this passage, I feel like I can kind of take a deep breath and give myself some grace, you know, to see myself as a growing woman, um, who is seeking to please the Lord and who does different things at different times in the way that God has gifted and made me. Um, and as we kind of just draw this conversation to a close, there's just some practical thoughts like, how does this look today? Right. Um, I believe because there's another force, right, that's breathing down our necks, yes. all of us, men and women, children, all of us, the church, everyone in the world, and that's Satan. And he's reminding us of what we are not, right, rather than who we are. And we find ourselves believing these lies. Um, and like we said earlier, comparing ourselves and struggling with the expectations of the culture that we see, that that we see on, you know, social media, on on the friends, whatever it is. I mean, you know, friends that we know at our kids' school, at business, at work. And we just need to call that out and condemn those lies. And like we've said, believe the truth of who God has made us to be.
1: Yes. But I love, again, you know, when we, instead of comparing ourselves to other women, when we look into, you know, God's word, the window of God's word, we can see that like most women in the Bible, we can be bold and brave. You know, I think sometimes when I compare myself to women, I do one of two things. I either like try too hard and I'm trying hmm. in my own strength to be perfect or I, I'm comparing myself and I'm like, I'm never going to be like that. So... Oh, well, like oh, yeah. I don't, you know, but I, again, and that's where, you know, we should be looking into God's word. We can be bold and brave and use our gifts. We can be women of impact because we're called to use our God-given strengths and talents within each season of our life, wherever we believe the Lord is calling us to use them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If that's within the home, right? Be strong and courageous as we serve our family, right? If if it's in a career at a particular time, you know, pursue that with our heart. You know, in in both scenarios and what all the different scenarios in life, we are women of God, um, simply living out our calling in ways that may look different. But as we do that, we want to encourage each other today to do it in such a way that we are following these attributes that we see. Throughout the word of God and today, the ones that we talked about from Proverbs 31, we want to love our husbands and family deeply, right? We want to honor them and value them. Uh, regardless of how hard or what our season in life looks like. Yeah. We want to pray with our husband and discuss decisions concerning our calling, find solutions, um, you know, as as if you're married, you know, if if we are, be that excellent wife, uh, as far as, you know, as far as depends on us. That's yeah. what comes to my brain, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right? Right? That's a good word.
0: <laughs> I forget what passage right. that is. Yeah. Um, you know, and ultimately we are called to fear God in everything we do. Yeah. Right. To be faithful, to live our lives one day at a time and depend and abiding in Him Um, and let our words be graceful and full of kindness and let us just rest in who we are in God. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with
1: someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom.
0: Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.